Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, going live for patrons on March 29th, 2021. Everyone else on March 31st. This is episode number 181, a weekly show covering all the games, Maine, Canada, and the people who create them. My name's Stephen. It's spelled with a PH and an A, so you'd think it's Stefan. Phonetically, that makes sense, but it's not. Stephen, joining me, of course, the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com. Stephen, spelled with a PH and an E, but we say Steve, so that's Stephen and Steve, and no one's ever been confused. Isn't that right? That's right. Yo, How you doing, Steve? You went uh, house hunting today? I did. That's exciting. Saw, that's that's big. It's funny because I saw like three houses and because we're in Owen Sound, which is where I grew up, and like mm. two of them were right around the corner from like old neighborhood friends. Whoa, um, full circle, huh? Yeah. So like one of the houses was literally in front of, like was literally on a street that I played street hockey on like all the time. And like my, my friend's house was like right there. He doesn't live there or rather his parents don't live there anymore, but mm-hmm. it was still kind of weird kind of cool though it was good nothing nothing that we fell in love with though so we'll see you know who i fell in love with steve uh jobs i don't know no i was gonna say our amazing patrons over oh. patreon.com slash king game devs it's the same we do it in the same section every week like, <laughs> I, I set it up for you perfectly if you want to help us keep the lights on covering what we do we just paid all our um what do they call them domains and stuff so we can keep all our content up there for people. You can go over to patreon.com slash devs, spec us for two-day early access to the podcast, Discord perks, game key giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events, shout-outs at the end of every episode, and the knowledge of helping us do what we do. And at our top-tiered supporters, get whatever they need plugged on our uh, podcast and anywhere else we can to help them out. Like our main man, Eric Beer. Check out thebotbook.com, the B-O-T book. Dot com. You can also uh, get in touch with Eric if you want to sponsor Game Slice 2021, which is going all digital this fall. Currently um, looking for sponsors for all their various tiers to help get the show on the road. It's a game developer, sort of like one night showcase slash talk slash mixer. So yeah, you should get involved with that. Also, of course, as we've been doing for months and months, and we'll keep doing we want to plug all the ways you can support the indigenous movements across this land. Land back lane in Ontario, the Wet'suwet'en out in BC, and the Mi'kmaq here in Nova Scotia. All the links are at the top of the show notes. And you can watch the Night of Indigenous Devs, which is up on YouTube. And if you want to support indigenous people through their arts, it's a good way to do it. We're also mm-hmm. plugging um, Achimastawan and Games is looking for a uh, couple people to join their team. They're working on Hill Agency. It's a noir, indigenous, futurist uh, detective game. Um, so let me find the exact details of that job post. Dun, dun, dun. Steve, you have it, right? Uh, I don't, actually. Ooh. Yeah, okay. So they're looking for a 3D character <coughs> artist for their project. Must be able to legally work in Canada. Diverse applicants encouraged. That link's in the show notes as well. All right, Steve. At the top here. We got some papers on our desk, and we're going to read off them. First Do you have up, a sound yet? I have a sound, yeah. I put it in last oh. week's episode. Oh, You'd I'm know nice. if you listened like our real fans. <laughs> I haven't really at listened Aaron. to any podcast. <laughs> That's fair. You're doing, you're doing dad, dad stuff. husband, person, living things. Job, Steve. I got so many. We got Bitwise. They're looking for a remote senior engineer on their upcoming project. Uh, Dark Slope in Toronto is looking for a senior Unreal Engine 4 VR game developer. And then another senior Unreal Engine 4 VR game developer for a different project, as well as a lead Unreal Engine 4 VR game developer. For Cola and Toronto, is looking for a lead Unity developer. 
Popreach in Vancouver is looking for a lead game programmer, senior game designer, user acquisition manager, and DevOps engineer. And Sago Mini in Toronto has got a whole slew of jobs. Data engineer, senior Unity game dev, senior Unity developer lead, Unity game dev, talent acquisition manager, play designer for mobile kids game, and a Unity game dev internship and Unity technical artist internship. Both those internships are paid, which Mm -hmm. is how all internships should be, Steve. Never let the boss take your labor for free. Always take something back. Yeah, Events. Ev- yeah, yeah. college basketball, you chumps, you absolute chuds, you degenerates. That's, that's for later in the show, though. Events, Steve. Of course, XP Game, the XP Game Dev Summit. Coming back, they had a rough go of it at the start of last year because COVID messed everything up. But they returned, and it's April 8th. You can buy tickets, and we have a couple tickets we want to give to our patrons. Uh, so yeah, we should post about that this week. If you're a patron listening to this and you want a business ticket to XP Game Dev Summit, we got you. Unity Club, Steve will be attending April 12th, maybe at 6:30 p.m. Eastern. Have a Unity project or many you're working on right now. Hang and chat with pals on the challenges, techniques, and learning paths, and more. That's why Dame's Making Games Toronto and the Red Bull Campus Clutch uh, Valorant Post-Secondary Tournament by Red Bull Canada is happening at the end of the month. Whoa, it's still March. At the end of se- uh, April, the 24th. Uh, twelve thirty, one thirty. I like Valorant, Steve. I played a bit of Valorant. I'm terrible at it, and I'm I'm not competitive. Well, I am competitive, and I'm just like bad. But yeah, I think if I don't. Like, I don't think I've seen a second of Valorant footage, and we should just sign up. We should. We should just. We should. We should. Sign. Well, actually, we're not post secondary students, but I know there are post secondary oh, students listening because we have a an audience of students. So if you're out there, you play Valorant, and you want to make some potentially make some money, or at least maybe make some friends and connections. You sign up for this tournament. All right, and then I insert the paper shuffle sound effect. Right Do you here. remove that part where you just say... Hey, I don't know, maybe... Well, last week I kind of just like played it over it, but I don't know, that's kind of dumb. But I feel like people like the process. I don't know, though. Let me know if you do, or don't. Or don't let me know. Holy <laughs> moly, so Steve. You have so many options. So many events, so many jobs. So many things are happening in the Canadian game dev scene, as we're going to get to in the news this week. Also, I've been talking for a lot. I realize like, when I look at our both our audio files on the the track for like the first five minutes of the show yours is just like a straight line i feel bad no it's fine it's all you you're the host or whatever so. co-host i changed you're my the main uh, host I, I guess yeah I'm, I, I put this little document together i think it helps the uh oh, did you change your twitter i did yeah it's, it's co-run now oh. I, I i i ran out of um characters last time so i just made it run it was co-run but i ran out of characters i'm like well i do run it like you co-run and run something but technically co-runs <laughs> more accurate so, uh, yeah, I dropped uh, some of the end of it. And I put my uh, uh, pronouns in there because I'm trying to be an, a good ally. There you go. Um, Steve, there was so much news this past week. We're going to get up to the ID at Xbox stuff, but we have, as diligent listeners might know, a week we missed. Uh, so we're going to go over those stories quick. Twin Stick Shooter Curve Space is yeah. officially releasing on Xbox and Steam June 18th, 2021, as well as Switch. And PlayStation. and PlayStation. Oh my lord! God speed to the team over only by midnight. That's four platforms on the same day. This is going to be a this is going to be a couple months for them. I tell you what. Yeah, Steve, we uh, we talked to only by midnight last year. Very interesting sort of what do you call it? Uh, um, arcade style twin stick shooter, and it, it uses that like bullets travel over the the 3d shape kind of like in super stardust or you know mario's jump in mario galaxy um Mm -hmm. and we liked it i think Mm -hmm. i played the demo when it was on the xbox uh 
what was theirs called? There's there's too many. There's like Steam Game Fest, Xbox thing. And oh, you played the demo on the Xbox? Yeah, they they put a, a demo up for a little bit. I think it was like a week, and uh, it's real. It, it it gave me major Super Stardust vibes in the best way. And nice. I don't know. I've been like making fun of people, especially in that ID at Xbox stream, who just like compare games to other games. And that's the extent of how they can describe a game to an audience. But if you like Super Stardust, you'll probably like Curve Space. You're gonna get it on PS5, right, Steve? Oh, obviously. Obviously, um, they're they're gonna have a platinum, I assume. Uh, I sure hope so. I actually just tweeted about this game that looks like you can get the platinum in like forty seconds. So if that game can get the platinum, then then Curve Space should get the platinum. Curve Space should get the platinum. I'm pulling I think for you. Curve most Space. games, unless it's free to play, have a platinum now. Do no free to play games have a platinum? I think only because didn't you say you can you guys couldn't get a platinum for Sentience? I believe so. We're also, oops, sorry about that. Early access. Um, I think it'll be early access on PlayStation, but I'm not sure. Now that I'm looking at like PSM profiles, the, the re- most recently recent trophies, there are some that don't have platinums, but I think free to game, free to play games don't have platinums. The only ones that do like destiny and stuff like that are mm-hmm. ones that were, fr- weren't free to play to begin with. Mm. Yeah. I feel you like uh, rocket league. Yeah. And destiny too. And mm-hmm. sure games that, launched premium and then went free to play but kept all their trophies yeah the annoying thing is that they don't seem to add trophies either so like apex legends <laughs> all these games always have uh apex games. could but apex apex was like one of the ones that broke me like I, they didn't add any more achievements for every hero like overwatch added like two or three trophies for every hero but uh apex was like nah you'll keep playing and yeah. they were right steve <laughs> I'm excited about Curve Space. Uh, people should check out our interview with Only by Midnight, husband and wife duo out in Western Canada working on this game. Uh, very exciting stuff. We should stream it. We should. We could stream it. Have you have you streamed a game from the PlayStation 5 yet? No. We should do that. We should do that. That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't even know how it looks, like, if it has the same, like, UI or whatever as the PS4 one did. I hope it got a fresh UI. That PS4 one was kind of blech, just gray. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Mm. All right, Steve. Amazon Games. You might have heard of them. Uh, big company. <laughs> failed games. They're trying again. This time they've opened a studio in Montreal. And this time they've actually hired someone who's made a game before to head the team. So, already making progress, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, led from developers of Rainbow Six Siege. Also developed. Is that developed in Montreal? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're working on an MMORPG New World. Um, the VP of Amazon Games, Christoph Hartman, sounds like a diehard villain, said, Montreal's rich vein of creative talent will be a valuable asset as we continue to blah, blah, blah. Highly skilled and experienced team in Montreal. This is the same thing every studio says, even the ones that close like two months later. So I don't put a lot of stock in Christoph's pressy words. Um but this section here, building upon eight years of experience with Siege, we are excited to start with a blank page and the creative freedom to create a completely unique experience in the multiplayer space, said Javier Marquis, creative director at this new studio. Uh, from our first discussion, we felt a true connection with the people at Amazon Games. I'm sure there was a check on the table. Uh, their approach to gaming and the sheer amount of knowledge, expertise, and technology available there. I wouldn't, like... So much shade from you, Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, I've read a lot of press releases since doing the site, and uh, saying sheer amount of knowledge about a company who's failed to launch a game despite millions put into it at this point, you know, that rings a little hollow. 
No, they launched uh, the Grand Tour game. What was that one? Uh, a racing, episodic racing video game. Amazon Game Grand. Was that developed by Amazon Studios or was that licensed? Studio Seattle. Oh, would you look at that? 91% of Google users like this game. Oh, look who look who owes someone. It looks like you owe Bezos a little apology. Isn't that right? I don't think so. But uh, <laughs> developed by Heavy Iron Studios. Are they Canadian? Mm-hmm. Nope. New World's been like, delayed a bunch of times too, hasn't it? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really been following the Amazon games. I played Crucible, their uh, one they released uh, last year, and then canceled like a couple months later. Nice. Um, and That's then the way of, to do it. There was all of Bloomberg's reporting after the fact from developers who were like, yeah, there was, like, the person they hired to do it never worked on a AAA game before, basically had no video game experience at all, and they hired a bunch of people from the video game industry who had experience and then just didn't listen to anything they told them at any step in the process of making the game and it showed but steve as we've already said this is already a step ahead of that studio and that project by hiring veteran eight years eight years as veterans in the games industry developers and that's just eight years years on siege yeah the average uh it was like 50 to 60 percent of game devs leave in the three to five years um i I believe it. it According to a GDC survey I read uh, 2017 or 18. So yeah, big ups to Javier. Get that Amazon money, get a game out, and uh, we'll be covering it. Mm-hmm. Roguelike city builder Derelict Void is out now on Steam. Uh, Steve, this game currently at a 10% discount. Still by the time you're launching this, I think. Let me double check that. Nope, it's over. Ignore that. You missed it. Which is why you should <laughs> go to KingGames.com more often. But uh, they had a successfully funded Kickstarter last year. Uh, it features a roguelike system to make choices on surviving and managing your resources for your ship's survivor survival. It also features an open content creation tool where you can create mods, share with your friends. Let's see how the reviews are doing. I like to go down to the funny ones. We're at mixed right now, 21. 21, 21 reviews mixed. Funniest review is... Wouldn't recommend living on my spaceship, but would recommend buying this game by Shiny. Oh, I never noticed this. What's up? The review says if the product was refunded. Oh, I haven't seen that either. There's one most helpful reviews in the past seven days. There's someone who played it for 1.4 hours. And got it refunded. Interesting. Refunded and downvoted or whatever. Okay. Um, Tagged roguelite with a T. Strategy resource management sci-fi. The team... Of course, Sterling Games based in... Where were they based? It was on their Kickstarter, but uh, they are Canadian. I have confirmed that. They didn't swindle me like people have in the past. Their Kickstarter is located in... Doesn't that you say? Oh, wait. Vancouver. Vancouver. There we go. Um, I'm not a big fan of, of city builders or roguelite likes, so not my cup of tea. What do you think, Steve? Um, I might... <laughs> I mean, I have it on my wish list. I, I'm kind of the same. The, I like City Builders and I like Rogue Likes. That's the one Lights. where you can... No, T. Light? You like oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. So the, the combination of this isn't really feeling me, but I like the, the setting and all that stuff. So maybe on a deep discount or something like that. Or if it comes to PS4 slash PS5. But, or hit uh, that Game Pass. Get that Game Pass. Oh, I would love that. PC Game Pass? Perfect. Yeah, do it. Do it up. Check that out. But apparently, uh, like, looking at the reviews and looking at the game, it does look like it's hard. Like, you basically... Your, your ship will suck for the first like few runs until you start learning the stuff, which 
I don't know, given baby and all that stuff, it's kind of difficult to wrap me into that kind of game. Some but people like that, though. Some people do like that. Some people are freaks. No, I'm kidding. We love you. Steve, Gotham Knights has been delayed. 2022. This is no. like, yeah, just uh, take your time. You, you got that Warner Brothers money, you know? <clears throat> yeah, I uh, think a bunch of games are going to get delayed just with everything still happening, COVID going on still. So, Especially in Canada, where a vaccine rollout is poop. but Less than great, yeah. Less my than mom ideal. has the first one, though. Good. I think my dad got one. but uh, Well, she yeah. got the first dose, and then she thought she would go a week or like a couple, like a month later, mm-hmm. but then was told that they actually want to give everyone the first dose first. Okay. And then they'll start like going through the second dose. I don't know. Interesting. They'll figure it out. I'm like at the bottom of the barrel, though, because I'm like a healthy... You're two brackets ahead of me based dad. on the, the Nova Scotia age ranges. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm getting yeah, I'm still, June, allegedly. Still, where can you see that? Well, Nova Scotia Health just like tweeted it out, and they had my age bracket starting in June. Mm, but uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Gotham Knights is interesting to me, Steve, for two reasons. I like the co-op sections of the other Arkham games, and I think building out a whole game around that co-op mechanic has a lot of potential, and. Mm. I know some of the talent working higher up on this game and I trust them and I think uh, they want to make a good game. Uh, that said, I will be waiting another year. Um, yeah, I'm excited I, to play it, but I have no problem with it being delayed. Here's a question, Steve. Still coming to PS4, Xbox One, do you think? It shouldn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> spicy. I don't know. 2020, yeah, i say by 2022, we're still getting like major third-party games especially ones that are like already i think 2022 is when we start seeing third party only ps5 mm. and xbox whatever like series like like when the sports games go next gen only it's over yeah that oh that's when it's over but i mean i, I mean uh madden probably had a ps3 release like a couple of years ago so when was the last madden release i know the show on ps2 went to like 12 or something absurd yeah so okay. I think we'll get, I think we'll still get like, you know, the Ubisoft and EA and 2K games on last gen and Warner Brothers. I actually looked this up today because Batman Arkham Knight, if mm. I recall, was like one of the first PS4 slash Xbox One only games, like third party games huh. that didn't come to like PS3 or whatever. And that was like two years after. That was summer 2015. Yeah. And the consoles released like November of 2013. Right? So it was almost two years. 14? So I would I would suspect another like two years. Okay, two years. You giving them two yeah. years of wiggle room? Yeah. Okay. Because like, what are the big ones that are coming out so this year? Like Outriders. Outriders is on everything. On everything. Gotham Knights. Well, Call of Duty. I'm sure will be on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I no, I, I'm with you. Two years. 2023. We'll we be interested actually is Battlefield because Battlefield Five is supposed to get or six or whatever one they're on is supposed to get announced soonish for mm-hmm. this year. It'll be interesting to see what consoles that one's coming to. I will be interested, although not mm-hmm. on this podcast, because it's not Canadian, no. so screw them. Yeah, I mean, fuck that game. All right, Steve, here's the big money. I got a couple. Uh, before we get into the ID at Xbox stuff, two other news stories this week. The Anthem uh, director has left the studio. Um, Jonathan Warner, quote, Today is my last day at Bioware. I'm moving on to new things. Bioware has been my home for nearly 10 years, and I want to wish all of them the best. Dragon Age, Mass Effect, and SWTOR, Star Wars something. <coughs> Uh, are in good hands, and I can't wait to play oh, that's, them. 
Knights of the Republic or whatever? S-W-T-O-R? The T... I don't know. Nerds will <laughs> nerds will get it if you if you recognize that one. Uh, I can't wait to play them from the other side of the screen. This makes sense, Steve. The uh, everyone is leaving Bioware. The head of Mass Effect left. The head of Dragon Age left. The head of Anthem left. It seems like uh, changing of the guard is the expression people use. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who were at Bioware for a decade, like Jonathan here, and slowly watching EA just ruin it. And they want to go other places. That's fair. I mean, once you get like uh, a couple of years at Bioware under your belt too, I'm sure you kind of get poached and can kind of move. Mm-hmm. Uh, is where. By the way, fun fact: Madden NFL 17, which came out in August of 2016, was the last game to come out on PS3 slash 360. Last holy. Madden. So three years after three years. PS4 launched, they're still making yeah. PS3 games. Yeah. Don't envy the technical directors on that game. That's no. that's not fun for anyone. Also, mad respect to everyone still at Bioware still making these games. Of course, you're doing what you <clears> gotta do, and I am excited to play Mass Effect Four. And um, yeah, I th- I think if Mass Effect Four is a success, it'll be in spite of EA um, and a more uh more indicative of the Bioware team. Mass Effect uh, Legendary trilogy, whatever is coming out soon, isn't it? Uh, May, I believe. That's soon. That's soon. I don't know. I don't know if I want to play that one, Steve, because I, I get this again and again where I play games that I really liked as a kid or in high school as like an adult now, and I don't like them as much because I think you sure. know tastes change, and you you obviously look at things through nostalgic, rose tinted windows, and I don't know if I want to do that to Mass Effect because I love Mass Effect, and I I have an arc with that game that I, like stuck in my head, and I don't know if I want to go back to that. That's but fair. I, I, I only. I'm kind of excited just because I only played like one and a half of those games. Like I mm. played two. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of one and mm. I had, I don't even think I've seen any of three. So I'm excited for that reason, but I get what you mean. Cause like mm-hmm. I played the Mario, uh, 3D all four. Yeah. Which, uh, have you seen that? Like the internet saying that Mario is going to die on March 31st. He is. <laughs> They're killing him. Yeah. They're so, executing um, him. <laughs> And like Mario 64 now, I'm just like, what a fucking garbage game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's tough. I think the Mass Effect 1 changes they're making will, uh, like, they're making the combat a lot more like 2. They're changing a lot of the UI stuff I didn't really dig. And they're just making it look a little prettier. Um, I think that'll, because 1 was my least favorite mechanically because I don't really like sort of intense RPGs, but one is super interesting from the narrative. It sets everything up and it, I love the villain in one and I love the big choices along the way in one. So I would go back like the most compelling reason for me to go back is to play one again with everything I le- didn't like at the time changed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wonder if they'll ever release them separately. Like they did, like they <laughs> never did with Bioshock, which always made me mad. Um, I don't like how a legendary edition drops uh, Andromeda either. That's disrespectful. Yeah, well, they're just going to pretend that doesn't Andromeda. exist. Yeah, pretend it never existed. So, anywho, good luck, Jonathan, on your next thing, and good luck to the team of Bioware still working away on these. All right, Steve. Oh, one more before all the ID at Xbox stuff. Operation Tango, which I've been very excited about, we've been covering on the site, being developed by Clever Plays in Quebec, coming to PC and consoles June first. It's coming to PS Five, Steve. Are you excited? I am good. I want to play this game with you. For those who don't yeah. know, this game's uh, kind of like uh, 
cooperative espionage first person game where someone's like in front of all the screens with the like glow on their face talking to you over the headset while the other person's in the fields like crawling through the vents trying to like tranquilize guys and like drop down from the ceiling and take out the thing and that's like such a super fun dynamic i don't think i've ever like i i don't know the closest thing to that is like keep talking nobody explodes or someone has the manual and someone has the bomb mm. but this like just takes that dynamic and I don't know. It makes a whole game around it. I'm really have you played that. um have you played the that call up game from the guy who said fuck the Oscars that just came out? No, it takes two. Yeah. No, I played a way out and loved it. So I assume I would really enjoy my time with it takes two, but it's not on Game Pass and I don't really want to buy it right now. That's fair. I also read a brutal I think it was Game Informer. No, Eurogamer. Someone like lambasted the the story which was really funny. Apparently it's like a uh, super, I don't want to spoil it for people, but uh, go read the um, Eurogamer review for, I love, I love a good scathing review. Apparently mechanically it's awesome. And like, it really is a lot of that a way out platforming slash cooperative challenges. But I don't think I would connect the story in the same way as I did the zany prison escape heist game. I don't even know what the story is. I'm just reading it on Wikipedia right now. All right, Steve, but... I'm going to dump some indie Canadian <sighs> games on you. I'm looking at this list, and this is a fucking awesome... Oh, man. This is dope. First up, the big two I want to highlight up at the top. Moon Glow Bay, surprise announcement, uh, coming to Game Pass and Xbox platforms. Uh, the game designer, Albertine Watson, is based on Treaty 1 territory in Manitoba, and the co-founder, creative director, Zach Soares, is a French-Canadian currently living in Newcastle. Moon Glow Bay is set in an 80s Canadian East Coast town not anyone in particular. It's got voxel art, but with all the UI and stuff, it's kind of like hand-drawn. It's a really in- interesting contrast. And you come back to this town, uh, I believe from the trailer, after your, your dad or grandpa passes away, and you're sort of tasked with you know, fixing up the boat, going out fishing, and then sort of revitalizing this um, derelict and fading former tourist attraction slash fishing community. It's kind of like the same setup as Stardew Valley in a way, but mm. with a different presentation, obviously. Uh, I'm very interested in, in learning more. The main two things you do are sort of uh, fish. There's a, there's a really more detailed fishing mechanic than there is in Stardew. And, like, upgrade your house, town, equipment, and, you know, interact with the community, which is kind of the Stardew Valley aspect of it. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I'm looking at the Steam page right now. It's super colorful. Loving it. Digging the voxel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks awesome. Can't wait. They, they, they confirm Game Pass, too? Uh, let me triple check that on the page. Over 20 ID at Xbox games coming to Game Pass day one. This is from the, the Xbox News site. Moon Glow Bay, Moon Glow Bay is confirmed yeah. coming to Game Pass day one. Cloud and console. Uh, I wonder if that means it's not coming to... Because usually they say cloud and console and Windows. If it's coming to Windows. Oh, yeah, they do say PC. So it's only coming to... Oh cloud and console not pc on game pass oh yeah that's fair i mean it's, it has a steam page so maybe mm-hmm. i'm gonna get that steam money yeah get that 30 get that 70 percent. and steve i think the biggest uh announcement for us as big fans of drinkbox and guacamole and their other work is nobody saves the world the next game from drinkbox studio in toronto arguably one of the premier indie canadian game studios very different Steve, it's very different than any of the other work. It's not 
a side-scrolling platformer like their first couple games it's not a first-person dungeon crawler like severed it is i want to get this right i'm going to read this from the site directly baby I'm also very interested in the art style. They have uh, Gabby Dorenzo, people might remember from Laundry Bear Games and other projects like Super Crush KO uh, is, I think, the lead artist on this or one of the like upper artists on this. So, Nobody Saves the World, quote, transform into a ranger, a knight, and a horse? In this new twist on the action RPGs from the creators of Guacamelee, discover over a dozen forms, mix and match their abilities, complete quests, and dot 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 save the world. Uh, a new twist. Uh, this is the same thing. Uh, discover fifteen different, varied, and distinct forms. Mix and match abilities in unique and interesting ways to complete more difficult quests and unlock more powerful forms. The trailer opens with this sort of world-ending event, and it's sort of all of the like heroes are defeated, and some nobody finds this wand. This like, it looks like the Kirby wand from Smash. If anyone knows that, with the star on the top, mm-hmm. and essentially lets nobody. Um, pick up or uh, swap between different uh, forms like in this trailer there's like this big hunk in a speedo or the ranger with a bow or a knight or a magician or a turtle or a ghost or a mouse or a mermaid so many different things and you basically go around completing quests killing monsters classic D stuff what do you think steve oh i can't wait for this can't shit. wait for this um yeah it's kind of it's kind of got the like legend of zelda like snes kind of style um or like you know presentation like, top down yeah and i guess like you know binding of isaac and other games like that i'm happy that it doesn't appear to be a rogue light either no like it's it's just anywhere. an rpg action game thank god it's, it's just gonna be a, a crafted linear maybe it looks like there might be some backtracking in the overworld story <clears throat> yeah good 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 um Yo, you gotta you gotta throw some love to Severed though. Like everywhere I see too, it's like from the developers of Quackamelee One and Two. I'm like, yo, you made a game in between there. Yeah, <laughs> Apple. It was it was one of the Apple like Game of the Year things on the iPad. Yeah, and, it was. Uh, uh, I love Severed. I love Severed too. More love and, for Severed. Uh, but anyways, yeah, this game is awesome. The site even like exists because of Drinkbox Studios, because um, they're like the first. Like Quackamelee was the first game that I like realized they're Canadian, um, and then sort of sought out to see where else. What else was Canadian, specifically Toronto at that time? Mm-hmm. So I, I stand for Guacamole or for uh, Drinkbox Studios. I love them. Uh, they're one of my favorite Canadian studios. So I'm excited for this day one. Wherever, not wherever. PlayStation, Steve. I know the disrespect. That's big. That's the first Drinkbox game not coming to PlayStation. Yeah, they had the last like North American Vita exclusive, mm-hmm. and then they're just like, "All right, we're done with you." Fair like, enough. You gotta follow the was... money, Steve. They got that no, Game Pass fair. money. I know, I know. I'm not. Uh, this is launching day and date. Uh, Game Pass on. Let me see if it's just PC. It is cloud and console, so not PC for Game Pass. That's fine. Um, I mean, I have an Xbox, so yeah, right I'll, I'll play on Xbox too. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this. Though. Like, can't wait. Really. Me too. And it says soonish too, so we shouldn't have to wait too long. I, I think uh, I hopped in their Discord. They just announced a Discord when they started or when they revealed the game. I was like Discord member number thirty-one, and and they were saying summer is our like optimistic date, but obviously we're leaving some wiggle room because of the gestures to everything. And yeah, I could see this being a, a July or August game for sure. 
Yeah, true. All right, Steve, I got a list for you now of other games in there that are coming to Game Pass as well as Xbox, and I'm going to run through them with you. Mm-hmm. Art of the Rally by Fun Skeletor Labs in Vancouver, covered on the site, played on the stream, talked a lot about. It's a great game. They're based in Vancouver. It's coming to Game Pass on cloud and console. Uh, Astria Ascending by Plug In Digital and Artisan Studios. Artisan is based in Quebec. Quote, for people who don't know this one, I have to scroll up to it. Turn-based JRPG Astria Ascending. Uh, in a world where chaos looms, players take control of the demigods, a motley crew of eight heroes charged with the fate of the world. Each character has their own story, explored across five cities, 25 dungeons, and 30 hours of gameplay, up to 50 hours of gameplay for 100% completion. Wow, they just put all that in the game description. Along with the finely tuned turn-based combat, players can try out a range of side quests and minigames, including original Final Fantasy-themed token game. So I think they're going for that uh, um, Octopath Traveler had that, like, eight players stories that, like, interconnect and stuff. Yeah. They're also doing a crew of eight and very obviously Final Fantasy-themed with the turn-based combat. Um, Cloud and Consoles 2021. Day one on Game Pass. What do you think? Nice. Uh, I love turn-based RPG, so I will definitely check it out. Backbone, featured on Wishlist this, talked about a lot. Uh, follow Howard, the raccoon detective, around a dystopic uh, Vancouver with a bunch of anthropomorphic characters. The demo's great. I, like Honestly, everyone should take out this demo. I think it's one of my favorite demos I've ever played. I think like a case in point of like how to sell me on a game, still up on Steam. Uh, step into the shoes of anthropomorphic raccoon and private eye Howard Lodor to investigate a string of progressively more outlandish events in the backdrop of a dystopian Vancouver, beautifully rendered in 2.5D pixel art environments. I agree with that as well. We talked a lot about Backbone, and we've also talked about uh, Boyfriend Dungeon, which is coming to console and PC on Game Pass, huge for Kit Fox games in Montreal. Dungeon Crawler about dating your weapons. Take your swords and daggers out on dates to level them up between fights, maybe even fall in love. They have a very horny, very nice fan base, and you should go hop in their Discord, too, for more amazing stuff like that. The Big Con from Mighty Allen Toronto. Also, Steve, I think this is like, you were like a 90s kid, right? Or 80s, 90s? Uh, I mean, I'm 86, so I Yeah, was you were 12. a 90s kid. I was 14 when, when 2000 hit. Yeah, so you, you grew up sentient in this aesthetic. Yeah. What do you think of the big con? From uh, for those who don't know, it's like a, a family whose video shop's going under, and this girl's trying to pull off a, a a big con to save it, and it's sort of like a adventure game in the vein of classic LucasArts games. Yeah, everything I've seen of it, they've nailed like the aesthetic and stuff like that. Their booth um, at EGLX was so fun. They had like a shag carpet and like a VHS player and an old TV with like an SNES oh, nice. plugged in. It was so fun. It looks like yeah, a basement from Stranger Things. Everything I've seen of this game like looks looks dope, so I'm I'm excited. I think it's it's probably soonish too, because I feel like it's been it's coming I feel to, like I've known about. It. It's coming to Xbox, but not Game Pass. That's one of the ones that's just Xbox, that's okay. as well as these next three: Chivalry Two, which we talked about. Everyone, if you know Chivalry, if you know Chivalry Two, you know Chivalry Two. It's first person sort of. Oh, we never played the demo. Medieval. We didn't. Um, fighting game developed in Toronto by Torn Banner Studios. Echo Generation by Coco Cucumber Co. Also yeah. in Toronto. Hot Off River Bond success. Very Canadian game. Um, and Grifflands <sighs> from Clay Like Play in Vancouver coming to Xbox as well. Those three are just coming, not Game Pass. Last three that are launching on Game Pass Little Witch in the Woods, <laughs> Sunnyside Up in Quebec, 
Moonglow Bay, as we talked about, and Nobody <coughs> Saves the World, which Sorry, we talked about. Time. No worries. Little Witch in the Woods, Steve, if you don't know. Let me, let, me read, let me read you a little about Little Witch in the Woods. A fantasy role-playing game where you get to live the life of a witch. Play as Ellie, a little witch that's just come to a new town, set to be a part of a quote-unquote witch's house. However, when you arrive, it appears the town is near empty in the witch's house in disrepair. Your ultimate goal is to master witchery by learning potions as an apprentice to uh, and gathering materials from across the land, a magical and mystical place full of unique experiences. It's also kind of like a Link to the Past perspective 2D pixel art mm. um, game. Very cute. Developed in Quebec. And that's everything, Steve. That's a huge list. Oh, I missed one. Uh, our trio, Dark Wild, is coming to Xbox, not Game Pass. That one's developed uh, in Alberta. And it's super weird. It's kind of like Day of the Dead aesthetic and like the, the, the painted skulls. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it. We featured it on Wishlist this before, and it's very interesting. It's compelling. It's interesting. I'm interested, Steve. Is that one of the Game Pass one or no? No, just coming to Xbox, they announced. Sure. Oh, wow. It's a lot, Steve. It's a lot of news. It is. It's a hefty news segment. And of course, all of these are in the show notes under news. Let's uh, highlight uh, three more games, Steve. We've, we've just talked a lot about a lot of games, but I have three that I want you to wish list right now. Okay. First, Plague Breaker <laughs> by Wazi Games Limited in Toronto. It's releasing September 14th, and you can wish this on Steam. Quote, Plague Breaker is a retro roguelite platformer with heavy RPG elements. Pick your class and level up, or create new and unique characters by multi-classing across classical trees, all while exploring procedurally generated castle filled with undead monsters and corrupted plague doctors. This one was linked to us in our Discord by Woozy Games Limited. Thank you, Woozy. I love the key art for this game. Um, it's got like the green lines around it, like classic VHS, mm. you know what mm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the pixel art, I don't know. What is this, Steve? Is this like uh, Castlevania? Yeah. It's like a more, it's like castle. It looks like Castlevania, but with like more colors mm. to it. Cause sometimes right. you'll see like the NES style, but like the cal- color palette is like bigger. Mm-hmm. Cause um, it could fit, fit more in there. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I don't know the NES could do like some like 32 colors or something weird. So. Um, this looks pretty sweet. This it looks like kind of a, um, like a, like a more NES looking style like roguelike or a rogue legacy. Sorry. Mm, I see. I see. Um, maybe that's just because it's just a castle or whatever. But kind of just like the layout of everything looks like that too. But top of the top of the Steve description, Steve heavily inspired by Rogue Legacy. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Castlevania: Circle of the Moon. Uh, Plague Breaker features procedurally generated levels that explain as you progress further into the castle. Explore and collect magic weapons and items to prepare yourself for the boss fight. Which one was Castle of the Moon? Circle of the Moon. Or Circle of the Moon. Oh, the I Game Boy. Oh, a Game Boy Advance one. Oh, I don't is know. that not is that not a popular Castlevania one? No, I mean I'm not a big Castlevania person. And I like all the I like the games I've played. I just haven't really played that many of them. But mm-hmm. they did like kind of uh, they did like the Metroidvania style, like but portable. And I know the DS had like three of them. And they're mm-hmm. good, but I think they did two or three on Game Boy Advance, and that's I guess this is one of them. Um, it looks like, but I wonder. Oh, release date September fourteenth too. Yeah, near my birthday. There you go. We'll, we'll get that for you. I gotta ask Steve: Is Plague Breaker by Wazi Games Limited in Toronto, Ontario, on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Awesome. Next game today on wish list. This. Steve. And I'm glad, and I'm sorry, I'm glad that's Rogue Light as well. Yes. I'm getting a little burnout on the Rogue 
like rogue style games but oh they're everywhere yeah but rogue light that's the, the for me that's the way to do it Evasive Maneuvers by Sky Pyre Studios in Ottawa, Ontario. It's releasing 2021. You can wishlist it on Steam. Quote, Evasive Maneuvers is a team-based online multiplayer spaceship arena. Two to eight players split into two teams, runners and hunters. Runners attempt to pick up enough energy to power up the warp gate to allow their escape, while hunters attempt to prevent the runners from escaping by ramming their ships. This team has a lot of experience with these sort of flying... um, I don't know, like Star Fox Rogue Squadron kind of games. They also plugged it in our Discord, so thank you, Skypire. Big ups. Yeah, they've been in our Discord for a while, actually. They seem super cool. I met them at a Canada Game Expo in 2018. Very friendly. And there's no gifts in the Steam page yet, but that's okay. There's still time. Teamwork, (laughs) stealth, runners, and hunters. What do you think, Steve? I like it. Um, I'm just kind of reading the description. I so it's it's a multi oh it's multiplayer spaceship arena. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. cool, cool. Online. Yeah. I like the. I don't know if the world like I don't know if there's only just this one kind of underwater looking world like the blue or whatever. Mm. But it's quite beautiful because mm-hmm. you got the, all the blue and then like the, all the lasers and stuff are red and look, looking pretty sweet. So it definitely um, graphically like much different and and frankly better than their last game Blob Fights, which I enjoyed, but. In terms of just like the look and aesthetic of this, I'm I'm digging this a lot more. So mm-hmm. I gotta ask Steve: Is Evasive Maneuvers by Sky Pirate Studios on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Last game today on wish list: This Tank Quest by David Esuis in Ontario. It's releasing April 12th, which is very soon, and you oh. can wish list it on Steam. Quote. Didn't we do this one? Oh, no, we didn't do this one. Oh, wait, no. I, we did the news, didn't we? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, the Tank sorry. Lord has taken over the land, assemble a team, or tread solo to defeat his evil forces and take back what is rightfully ours. Take control of a cute animal in a tank and blast through your enemies with your bullets and bombs. No guess in the Steam description yet, but they got a week. They got two weeks. You can throw some in there. It's a, a solo def as far as I understand it. David S. Suis in Ontario, who also shared it in our Discord. All three of these. We got a triple threat. People just hopped in our Discord, shared their work, and I wanted to get us to wishlist it. So, Steve, tell me what your thoughts on Tank Quest are. I, it's co-op, right? Uh, yes. It's shared it, split-screen yeah. PvP, shared split-screen co-op. Um, I think co-op play together and single-player. A lot of fun. This I think this would be a lot of fun, like co-op, um, and I'm and I'm digging it. For some reason, I have a like soft spot for the Bomberman mm. kind of like top-down grid-based like shooters like this, like Bomberman or, or the tank. Like the, um, what, there was like a tank game like this on the Wii Play. The Wii Play. I was literally just thinking about that one. Yeah. So like games like that, I have a soft spot for. So I'm I'm I'd be down to play this. Definitely the co-op part of it more than any sort of like battling arena type thing if there is that because i would beat you all right never mind then That's <laughs> <not true. laughs> steve i gotta ask is tank quest by david Esuis in ontario coming out in two weeks on your steam wish list yes it is that's it for wish list this this week if you want us to cover your game like all these three games hop in our discord tweet at us get in front of us i want to talk about it i want to see it i want to know what you're working on i like games we got anything for Discord discussion this week, Steve? We got two weeks of stuff. Everyone was talking about a lot of things. I always forget what we discussed. I mean, the, the Xbox Indies mm-hmm. happened. 
did the Fallujah stuff come up in our Discord? I don't know if it did, I missed that. I don't know. Um, we send memes on the that ship <laughs> that's stuck or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I had, nothing stood out. I'm sure. I, I haven't really been in the Discord that much the last like week or so. You've been busy. I understand. Been busy. Um, but I think like well, what did get discussed was like because Sentience came out, right? Oh your yeah. Game. Well, the studio, your game, the studio that you work at. The studio I work for. So we're talking about Sentience and stuff. Released and, a game. Congrats. Thank you to everyone in the Discord who played it. Thank you, Steve, for the congratulations. It's been, yeah. it's the best game Remy Games has ever released. There you go. There you go. Uh, I like, been, and I like Brenda Light, so. I might have had to play it too much for work, but it wasn't Yeah, my I mean, I, could, I couldn't, um, I ended up uh, not beating the last puzzle in Brenda Light. Oh, I was like, not yeah, <laughs> there's, there's some puzzles in Brenda Light. Puzzles are hard, Steve. And then you got to beat it twice or whatever. So I'm like, no. All right, Steve. Actually, no, you can just reload the last save. But Oh, that's true. If uh, you want to hop in our Discord, like Sam N, I want to put this to you, Steve. Sam asked our Discord uh, yesterday, quote, which game do you think has the best player onboarding and tutorial levels, and how have they scaffolded learning? Dragon mm-hmm. Slumber pointed out Bioshock, which I agree. Bioshock has a great like first hour, uh, very integrated into the story um like he says uh some mechanics come down the line like taking pictures and then it still tells the player rather than getting them to do it um but i felt the pacing was good and i agree with that point i think the best tutorial in a game steve is one you you just won't notice it was a tutorial it'll put you in a situation where you have to use the mechanism they're trying to teach you to get out of that situation and there's no text that comes up and says press or well sometimes you have to say press this to do this but like the less they tell you how to do it and the more they show you how to do it, the better. So I would argue like the best tutorials are the ones you don't notice. Mm-hmm. And I brought up breath of the wild's great plateau, which having watched like three or four people in my life who didn't really play a lot of games, just play breath of the wild from the start. They loved it. And it really resonated with them. And by like two or three hours, they were climbing, they were jumping and gliding. They were, some of them figured out shield surfing by accident. And that was a huge moment. And I think that, that great plateau, which by interviews with developers is what they obviously spent so much time on. Cause you got to make a good first impression is a great example of that sort of show. Don't tell the, you, the first thing you walk around a corner and there's like a rock up on the hill and then you walk up to the rock and you see a bunch of a coblins around a campfire and you're like, come on, I got to push this rock on them. And that sort of teaches oh, you the, yeah, right. the physics of the, the game. Um, you you walk into like this, you start going up the hill and it gets snowy and Link starts shivering and you're like, oh, Link's cold. And then you see these chili peppers and then there's a, a spot to cook them and you're like, huh. So I throw the chili peppers in the pot and then I have this like heat potion. So the stuff like that is just like teaching you cooking, the physics, a lot of things just right away without pausing the game to open a screen and tell you what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Just kind of looking through my PSN profiles to see any recent games, but I don't think so. One that kind of does um, jump to my mind, and actually I just kind of lost it because I'm an old idiot. <laughs> um, oh, well, what the fuck? What was game? it recently played? I think so. What game? You, you were playing Going Under recently? You were playing. Going Under was great. It wasn't the game I was thinking of. Oh, man. I'm such an idiot. What was it? You're not an idiot, Steve. We love you. Oh, oh I appreciate that. Um, 
I think Dreams had a good like intro. That gave, Yo. Like, this, like the the story that they made in Dreams, like the mm. the campaign, quote unquote, mm. was like really really good. And thematically, it was all about like achieving your dream and uh, and like not doubting yourself and stuff like that. So it fit into like what they gave you. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like really good, and it kind of showed like what you can do with it. Because there's like cutscenes in it. There's different types of games. There's a shooter, platformer, all these weird shit that happens in that game. Mm-hmm. I think that was like a really good one. Um, what the fuck? What was the game I was just thinking? I can't even remember. When you were talking, I was like, oh, this one. But now I'm just going through my like list of games. I'm like, eh, yeah. I agree though. Like a game that uh, doesn't feel like. Oh, actually, I remember now. So a game that doesn't like feel like a tutorial is mm-hmm. best it's funny you mentioned breath of the wild because like every other zelda game past the nes is like terrible mm-hmm. um hey listen <laughs> but uh one game that i think has a really good intro is resident evil 7 especially if you're playing in vr because it's it's like tailored made for like vr because it does a lot of like the weird like the cool stuff of like chopping off your hand and he like looks at his head and all that stuff mm. um and i think that sort of sets at least as someone who's coming in who um who played a lot of Resident Evils, I was like, this, it basically tells you like, this is not like your typical Resident Evil. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be very different. And it, and it was, so I thought that intro did a really good job at that. As a first VR game too, I would argue it's good at that where yeah. there's, there's really no combat until you've proven that you can walk around and orient yourself in a, in a VR space. Yeah. Like it's pretty much just a quote unquote walking simulator for the first like 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like the puzzle to to open the like the attic door or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and then you're and then it's not until like the dinner scene, and then the dude walks away, and then you get the break from the dinner that you actually like start to kind of run in this like run away, but you don't even get a weapon like at that point. I think you mm-hmm. don't get a weapon until like the first like after an hour or so. So I thought mm-hmm. that was I thought Resident Evil Seven did a good job. I also want to highlight getting over it with Bennett Foddy, which is like a very, obviously the simpler the game mechanically, the simpler the the tutorial can be. And all you do in getting over it is your mouse moves the tip of the hammer and you can push yourself around. But Mm. the game has the designer Bennett Foddy like talking to you as you play it. And I thought it was really interesting. He like introduces the kind of game he wanted to make and what he hopes you get from it. And if what, and like, it's okay to like stop playing it if you don't want to play it. And, and like that would be another game I would give to somebody who's like never played a game before. Like, just play this. There's one thing you've used a mouse probably if you live in 2021, and you've you've probably moved the mouse. You know what I'm saying? And it's just super yeah. easy to get into. And the developer walking you through it, I think, is really interesting as well. As far as the most complicated game I've ever played in my life with the best tutorial, Crusader Kings Three, which came out last year. It's just an incredibly deep and systems-heavy um, real-time strategy game. But the tutorial is exceptional, Steve. It sets you up in, like, like, like in a playthrough, like, just getting started, and it really breaks you through. There's, like, cascading menus. You can know everything that's, like, a term of that you might want to know something about is highlighted, and you can put your mouse over it, and it brings up a quick one-sentence definition. And every icon you click on can open up, like, a question box telling you what it does right away. That tutorial was exceptional. I didn't stick with the game because I don't really like real-time strategy games, but yeah. I was really impressed with their tutorial. I think the exact opposite for me was like Civilization Six, where it's just like so complicated. And, and oh, played, you have like, to read an encyclopedia to figure. Yeah, out I played like game. four or five scenarios, like a different kind of thing, and mm-hmm. fucking got smoked every time. 
mm-hmm. and I didn't really know what I was doing and kind of just like I want to go back to it because like it's like one of those things where like everyone loves the game except for me so I'm just like I, I want to go back to it it's similar to like Witcher 3 and a few others um, where I'm like okay I'm missing something I just have to have it click you know like with Grindstone Grindstone eventually clicked so I'm just mm-hmm. waiting for it to click but then also, we should play you know, Civ together I've always had more fun playing Civ with people than playing I thought you were going to set it up so that we can do the turn based like taking turns then so I tried to do that with someone else, and it was just such a pain because, like, games of Civ could be, like, two or three hundred turns, but um, we should just, like, take an afternoon and play a game of Civ. We can do communism versus capitalism, see what wins. <laughs> see who finally wins. Oh. And um, that, set, that sets it up. Whoever does win, the other person has to convert. Okay, I'm down. I'll, I'll probably... <laughs> uh, you don't want to agree to that because I've played a lot of Civ, but... Um, <laughs> Civ was one of the only games I ever saw my dad like interested in playing as a kid. Whenever the new one came out, he would buy it, the physical disc, put it in the computer, and then on a Saturday, just play like a game like eight or ten hours in a row, beat it, and then put it back in the box of the shelf. I don't know if I ever saw him play it again. But every Civ game that came out, he would just play it, beat it, and then I would play it afterwards. And we would play some games together sometimes. I played some with my mom and him too. But Yeah, I remember when my dad was sick. He was like sick for like five or six months before he actually passed away. Like he was, you know, he was depressed and, and down and stuff like that. And I was trying to, I was asking people like, you know, what's a good game for my dad who's just a giant book nerd, but like loves numbers and just wants to use his mind and stuff like that. So like, mm-hmm. a, you know, Halo is not going to work. And people no. were like Civ, Civ 6, like it's, it's a steep one, but like he will, you know, if he loves history, like he'll get into it and stuff. And, you know, I never got, I never ended up getting a chance to like show it with him. But mm-hmm. that was like one where people were like, no, like if nerdy has like history and stat and and just like planning and strategy and all that stuff like that's what Civ 6 is that's why i want to like get back into it because it does seem like something i would enjoy just like i just don't know what the fuck i'm doing mm-hmm. <laughs> when i play like we'll barbarians play kill me every time we can turn barbarians off we can make it as chill as you want yeah but to me it's like ah oh, if i just turn off i don't know i was i was thinking that and then eventually and also the expansion pack has like hungarians in it so i want to get that too do you have hungarian ancestry yeah, yeah. I'm nice. like half Hungarian. Dope. Hungarian. Stephen. Stephen was the first. Stephen. Uh, what is it? Saint Stephen the first was the first king of Hungary. I'm named after him. Okay. And his hand is like on display in like some church. Of course it is. It's the holy hand. Because because Catholics are weird as fuck. Catholics are pretty pretty <laughs> weird. We're on the same page there. If you search like Stephen, king of Hungary. It's like the first cane. Like it was like in yeah, fucking died in ten thousand thirty eight. But his hand, his mummified hand, is like on display in some church, and it's like on my bucket list to go, to go visit that. See the hand. The holy right displayed at Saint Stephen's Basilica. Basilica. A, yeah, I guess that's who I'm named after. Nice. Is he a uh, one of the Civ leaders in Civ? No, Civ? I don't think so. That's the thing. If it was, I would have copped that right away. I would have, mm-hmm. I would have got it right away. But I don't think he actually is. I don't know who it is because Canada's in the same expansion pack, and it's like John. Yeah, Christian, they, I think no, it's <laughs> Wilfred Laurier. Oh yeah, I'm like oh, you could have done better. <laughs> Ten dollar bill guy. Yeah, come on. I would have probably picked Diefenbaker just for the coolest name. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, no one knows who any of these people are, anyways. Could no, just... no one does. What are you even playing, Steve? I haven't really, I mean, it's been a few weeks. I played, so I did play Going Under and Platinum mm-hmm. it. 
uh, really enjoyed it for the first couple hours, and then it started to kind of just dwindle down because at the end of the end of it, it's just like mash X sort of thing, mm. uh, or square or whatever the whatever the main attack is. Um, but it's like the perfect game to play, like for the mood I was in. Like it's about tech startups, and the dialogue is pretty funny and all that stuff. And so I enjoyed that. That was fun. I have Blood Roots. I bought it. I haven't played it yet. I haven't played that much fighting Mighty Fight Federation yet. I, mm-hmm. I haven't really been playing too much. Honestly, I've been watching a lot of Naruto. Mm. <laughs> so I so I haven't played too much. I did drop into some sentience um, thank you thank you and i bought the bought the you know the founders pack or whatever Aww, whatever you thanks, call it. Steve. De- decked myself out in gold i didn't play too much of it I played the tor- tutorial in like two or three matches but i can see it uh i can see then like i i had fun with it and the last match like my teammate came in clutch like he won it with like three seconds left that's pretty high um, yeah and it was pretty sweet so you know there's i think it has some things like i think it's a little janky Oh yeah, um, and but and like two currencies, two deep, two premium currencies. I'm Steve like, oh, preaching to the choir. <laughs> like I was trying to think. I'm like, what other game has two premium currencies? Uh, um, Apex. You can buy two. Can you? Yeah, there's the gold one and the red one. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, because as much as like Grand Theft Auto and two and uh, NBA Two K get shit for. Mm. They're fucking garbage. They only have one currency. Mm-hmm. That's what you buy. And I kind of like, that's, you know, if you're going to do it, I kind of like that. But anyways, free to play. I think it's worth it. It's definitely like, it's, it's got that Assassin's Creed feel and the, and sort of the like multiplayer um, among us. Yeah. The Assassin's Creed multiplayer and the among us and all that. Like you don't know who's suspicious or you don't know who's like the robot that's in disguise. I only played as the, as the rogues, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not the sent or who are the hunters? Who are the hunters in this? Sentinels. Yeah, I haven't played as the Sentinels yet. All my three matches have been uh, rogues, mm-hmm. so I haven't done that yet. But I, uh, I think, I think it's got a good base, and I think, um, you know, I think you gotta get lobbies in there too. I was talking to yep team play. Was, <laughs> so team play actually was in there. It wasn't consistent, and like, like you haven't dropped a match as playing just matchmaking, right? Like we we got that pretty solid and i haven't seen any complaints about that we just couldn't get team play consistent and Mm. working through steam like we have everything set up and we've we've done it successfully once or twice where like you um pair up with your friend you queue in together you'll see their loadout next to your loadout and you can start talking to each other then through the in-game chat um but yeah we're we're that's like the next big update will have that ideally that's good yeah because i was talking to eric beer um you know one of our top patrons botbook.com Check about out. just some, just something we're working on uh, for the summer, and uh, we were talking about sentience, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to get some of my friends and play it." I was like, "Yeah, man, do it." And then like after the call, I was like, "Wait, I don't think you can yet." <laughs> no, <You> gotta, <laughs> not yet. You gotta hit start at the same time or something like that, and hopefully you get lucky. But I like it; it's fun. Um, and uh, congrats on the release, man! It's early access, so obviously like the jank and all that stuff. Like, I I think with early access, you want to see what the future is and like if there's a good foundation and uh and i think there's a good foundation so i liked it but anyways i'm kind of gushed over your game enough what have you been playing pretty much just sentience like i'm at like <laughs> 41 hours in the past week or whatever on my steam oh. page just because nice. uh, now we're looking for bugs in there and i'm like getting feedback and so much feedback thank you to everyone in the discord thank you dragon slumber joe has spoken a few others who've been like personally DMing me a bunch of feedback i've been taking all of that and obviously I want the game to be better and uh, everyone on the team wants most people on the team 
really want the game to be better. And uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that's looking at the looking at it, what are we? Where are we at here? Oh wait, no. no on the on Steam. I don't want Marvel's Avengers. Come on. No. No one, no one wants to play that. We're at twenty six mostly positive reviews. Like that's pretty good. That's the best launch Remy games I've ever had. So what do we have here? Up edits below. Developers can't. I learned developers can't review. Like if you have a if you're a Steam dev who has access, which everyone on the team does, you can't leave a review. So none of those twenty six reviews are us. It's funny the like some of the complaints. Like I simply can't recommend this game so long as the FPS is capped at thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gamer PC gamers love graphics settings, Steve. We have very bare bones, very 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 simple graphic settings. We have low, medium, high, thirty oh, FPS two cap. People. Two yeah, no, that was one of the like the one of the big feedback I've gotten ever like, why is it 30 FPS? Why oh, can't I do oh, man. all these that's, things? That's so funny. That's crazy. I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't even like pick up on it. I don't I don't It is 2021 and it, like pretty much it's 60 FPS is just standard and the game's not there, you know? Yeah. It's also not a graphic like intensive game, so I can see like being confused by that. To be honest, I don't I can't pick up on that stuff, so I didn't even like even notice it. Mhm. Um it's funny though when I play cuz Spider-Man Miles Morales released that patch where it went from 30, 30 lock to 60 lock or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And I noticed it then. So I'm like, okay, I do notice it when it, when I can flip back and forth, but playing the game at 30, I was totally, I was totally fine with it, mm-hmm. but maybe that's why I noticed Jank. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm dumb, but, um, Me too. that's good, man. That's a good launch. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I'm all things considered. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm happy. I'm happy. It's out. It was. It came in really hot, obviously, for all the reasons you mentioned, and uh, yeah, I, I hope we. I hope we get more time and resources to make it better. I want it to be better. So let's see. Let's look at the trophy, the achievements here. There won't be a platinum, I don't think. No. No. Is there yeah. going to be crossplay? We're working on that. Like that is something we've been working on from the beginning, which is key for these kind of games. Yeah, I think you're going to need that, especially because it's not like you'll have an advantage on PC versus uh, controller. Or whatever. Well, the dominant strategy I've seen so far watching uh, there's uh, one of the Joes who works, who does other um, writing and writes for Hard Drive, which is how I know them, uh, said that the key thing as the rogue is being able to flip the camera behind you and see what's behind you right and that's really easy on the controller because the right stick you just spin around while keeping left stick forward but when you're WASD moving with the mouse it's a lot harder mm. to look behind you so yeah. he said he switched to a controller really quickly because that is the, the best way to see behind you as the rogue mm. but, a P, but if PC players can do that as well as console players obviously then there's no real advantage yeah sure cool. so yeah that's what I've been playing give it a Give it a download. Drop a review. Drop an honest review. All I can ask for is honest feedback. That's what's most important right now. Yeah. <sighs> That's it for episode number 181 of the com podcast covering all the games. Me and Canada, the people who create them, like me. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> if you want to help us keep the site running covering the Canadian Devs scene, back us over at patreon.com slash devs, where we have people increasing their pledge. Thank you so much, everyone. And uh, one new patron who I want to shout out uh, really quick. And I should have written this down instead of talking to make sure there's no dead air because that just is not good. And now I've been talking for a while and the new patron is Uh, Eleanor. Thank you, Eleanor, so much. Uh, Thank you, Slaughter Neko, for increasing your your pledge and PixelNots underscore Alex and Aaron, everyone increasing their pledge. Appreciate it a lot. Um, Go uh, wishlist bombing. 
on Steam. Yeah, yeah, do it. Um, so yeah, uh, at our $5 credited patron tier, we'll throw your name at the end of every episode like these lovely folks. Thank you so much, Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play, David Winter, David Nagy, Eric Beer, check out the botbuck.com, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Gene Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, newly minted patron, Eleanor, Kai Hutchins, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelons underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H., as well as Slaughter Neko is now at our... Yes. Top tier. Thank you, Slaughter Neko. Check out Bombing on Steam. Wait, that is them. No, wait. Slaughter Neko's Bombing, right? I don't want to blow their cover. They use aliases for a reason. But, um, yeah. Friend of the show. Mm-hmm. If you know, show. you know. Ooh, yeah. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, drops review. It's right down there. Reviews help us. We want to take your feedback, good and bad. So let us know what you liked or didn't like about the show format, whether I should do things in different orders, drop things, add things. I want to know. Steve wants to know. That's it, Steve. You want to pick any sports games this week? No, and I think the laundry is working right beside me, so that's the feedback on my end, so we should probably just wrap it up. All right. The laundry has spoken. The episode's over, and thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. I was identical on my my ears. It's always like a little bit delayed for me. Well, that's why we do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lesson learned, kids. Sync up your things. All right, Steve. Here we go.